Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. It is episode 151. We did say we were going to take shots of 151 <laughs> last week, but Catalina, did you have any 151? I was just thinking about that yesterday. And I was like, I've been drinking at a bachelorette party all weekend. I am not taking a, a shot of, Bar- what is it called? Bacardi 151. Bacardi 151. In yeah. my home. So I'm sorry to the listeners. I'm a liar. Do you have any 151? I don't have any 151. But like we said last week, I can't imagine going out and purchasing a whole bottle and having that in my house. That would just sit there. Well, you wouldn't purchase a, a nip. bottle. A nip. A nip. We would purchase a nip. Yeah. Damn. Missed opportunity, but you know what? When you're in New York, because you're going to come to New York soon, mm-hmm. we will do a celebratory shot of 151 together. Okay. That is going to be disgusting. Maybe like out at a bar. Oh, so we get to charge also like upcharged 151? <laughs> upcharged. I think yeah. that we should buy a nip at a liquor store and just like drink it on a street corner. Yeah. I wonder. Let's. I do want to take a bet though. How much is a shot of 151 at a bar these days? In New York I think City like, or at another? I mean, how much was a shot of 151 at a bar in the olden days? I've never taken a shot of like $9? I don't know. Now it's probably 14 or 15. I don't think. Is it more alcohol? Is that what it is? It's like yeah, higher proof? Yeah, it's 151 proof. Oh, like, oh. Um, I, I mean, there's such a range of bars that you could go to. True. I would say I, at like your typical dive. Like in Austin, Texas, bar. in the year 2013, I probably would have been laughed out of the bar if I ordered it, but I could have gotten a shot of 151 for like six bucks. Yeah, I think so, but that's Austin. In well, 2000, when you come Austin to New is York, expensive now. Right. Also, right. fun fact guess which city grew the most in the last quarter of, in Q4 of 2023? Which city grew the most in the United States? Oswego, New York. Try again. Columbus, Ohio. Yes, affirmative. Because you went there. I'm a trendsetter. So you and Ivan are adding. After I moved to Austin, this is why I need to buy a house immediately. Because when I moved to Austin, if I had bought a house in 2012. If you had, right. Oh my God. If only. If only I came from generational wealth. You would have been rich. Well, I think now's a good time to start talking about our latest obsession Speaking of money, of Monopoly Go. <gasps> this is so true. Okay. Okay. We talked about it on the podcast last week. You were doing it because of your side hustle, TikTok. You learned about swag bucks. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I downloaded swag bucks. Which also, you I... downloaded it without getting a referral from me, which Why? I could have given you a referral and I could have gotten more swag bucks. No, I used your link. That's very oh, upsetting you to used me. One? I'm sorry. I, but I don't did think use I did. Link. I send you a referral link. We'll see. What other kind of link? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll okay. See. I we'll did see. Get... It takes time to process. That's true. It takes some time to process. I also at yeah. this bachelorette party this weekend was playing Monopoly Go, and I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna see you guys in like a couple months, and you're gonna be like, oh, you still playing Monopoly? And I'm gonna have forgotten that I even <laughs> did this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were you known as the Monopoly Go girl? I mean, there were two different occasions where I was like, I'm just gonna like relax and play some monopoly go right well you also it's, yelled at me because you said that, oh yeah okay so we have to explain what monopoly goes so swag yeah. bucks is an app or it's a platform that gives you yeah. all different incentives i think the the idea i was talking about with ivan is that they're trying to push numbers to certain games for the metrics so the companies mm-hmm. g- give these offers that are actually kind of hard to 
comply with achieve, where you're yeah. gaming yeah to achieve i'm also sure people get hooked on these games and start paying for them that's what they want they want you to start paying mm-hmm. have you ever thought about spending money on these games oh no absolutely well, Monopoly not. Go. once my friend no. told me that she spent fifty dollars in an afternoon on candy crush oh my god unacceptable <laughs> it would never <laughs> I want to tell you who it was, but I don't want to put her on blast on air. Okay, tell tell me after. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Monopoly Go is linked to Swagbucks, but Swagbucks or not, I just Monopoly Go is highly addicting. It's very it's fun. Like, it's very fun to me. Actually, Ben didn't really enjoy it. So did Ivan enjoy it? He's been he's well. He has ADHD, so he's been jumping around a lot more. I think the thing with mm. Monopoly Go is when I was first playing it, I was like, "There's no strategy to this game. You're just rolling the dice." But there is strategy. There is there are some strategies that you can have. But there's like so many games inside the game. Yeah, I also yeah. had to friend a bunch of people so I could unlock the community chest inside the game. So yeah. now I'm friends with a man named Yug, who keeps demolishing Yug. my landmarks. Oh my god, I demolished some of your landmarks, which was highly upsetting mm-hmm. to you, but to me, I got a lot of money. Also, I said, we are on a slippery slope to being those people who are posting like the Farmville <laughs> things on Facebook back in the day, where it's going to be us with Monopoly Go Well, this is, Facebook. it's really bringing me back to this, like, when I was living in Spain one year, and I was kind of depressed, and I was just playing Sims on Facebook, and I oh, knew I had Melissa. We had to shout out Melissa and Sims, Sims, wow. but not Sims, not the laptop, not the desktop game. I was playing the Sims inside Facebook, which was oh, that's so depressing. addictive. <laughs> and I was out with a friend, and I was like, I have to go home because if I do so and so thing, my Sim is gonna get a bed, and that's how I knew <laughs> that I had to stop playing Sims. I was like, and that's how so, you knew you needed to go on an antidepressant. <laughs> so the thing, sad. the thing with the Monopoly with the with the Monopoly Go is that there's an end game for me. Like after I make, if I make it to a level 104, which is like the highest level you can make it, and so still high. get money, and you get like a hundred dollars. Once I make it from there, Swagbucks. yes, not from Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Once I make it there. You I'm going to move anywhere. on to another game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on to another game, Dina. I'm moving on to another game. Okay, but it's so highly addicting, and I love it. It's really fun to play on the subway, on the way places. You need Wi-Fi, also, though. Like, you know what? But even the Wi-Fi cuts out. It still, like, connects. Like, it's still it's still working for me on the subway. And then during, like, a boring meeting, instead of doing other work, <gasps> sometimes I'll just... I actually did that the other day as well (laughs) but it's kind of bad now I'll be like well today I did absolutely nothing I went away for the weekend I was in Arizona for a bachelorette party that was also kind of extended because I flew in early and then there was a blizzard all this to say today I got home after not doing anything since last Tuesday and guess what I did? Absolutely nothing. But I did make it to level 55 of Monopoly Go. <gasps> Mazel tov. Thank you. Huge achievement. Thank That's you. That's great news. Oh, my final okay. comment about Monopoly, and then we should talk about TikTok, is that yeah. it's so... You know that Monopoly was created as a critique of capitalism? And mm, so... It's, I didn't know that. It's really funny <laughs> to be playing this. And it's just like... It's so uncanny. I don't know. It's so... It's so like pro capitalist in it. They've really lost um, the thread with mm. the original 
re- the original game, how it was how it was created. You mean the app is for profit? Wow. <laughs> What a surprise. No, but the game itself, I'm like cheering. I'm like, yeah, pay me rent. (laughs) And then you're demolishing each other's landmarks. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's, it's, it's a bit much. It's, it's dystopian. Okay. Now the last thing I'll say about Monopoly Go (laughs) is every time I, you know, because a big strategy is you want to get as many dice rolls as you can. Yeah, you really need every time I roll... You know what's been stuck in my head since playing this game? What? Rolling with the homies. <laughs> <laughs> just rolling the dice all day long. Um, should we actually just have a new podcast about Monopoly Go? Because I can talk about I have a lot of things to <laughs> say can. and I'm just stopping myself too. right now. Okay, yeah, we should move on to TikTok because okay. that is what this podcast is about. But to be fair, you joined Swagbox and thus got into Monopoly Go because of TikTok. True, 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 true. It all goes back. To, everything goes back to TikTok. It does. Really. It all does. Speaking of TikTok, had a huge weekend this past weekend. It was the Super Bowl. There was a TikTok show. Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, they were part of the TikTok show. They didn't have any commercials that I saw during the Super Bowl, but they were sponsoring a lot of things. So they were, they were all over the place. They were there. I, I did watch part of the Super Bowl on my laptop in the airport and what was interesting to me was just seeing how quickly the tiktoks were posted you have to get on to anything like a trend it's not even a trend yet but that's the immediacy people need those are the videos that end up going viral because now today is thursday when this is coming out if i post a super bowl video today and the, the super bowl was sunday right. no one's gonna care right. we've moved on to the next thing last weekend was the grammys you know before the super bowl all that content goes out the door and you got the super, the super bowl content i would say the primary strains of tiktok content related to the super bowl that i saw were the taylor swift stuff travis kelsey yes. taylor swift um, that we have a moratorium on talking about in this podcast that I'm going to have to lift for today because I, you do. my entire you algorithm is just Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. Usher's halftime show is the other stream. Uh, so many things about the halftime show. And then I'm really getting a lot of Beyonce content now. I what a queen. I'm so happy. What a queen. So if we were to do my rose and thorn of the Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl like we did for the Grammys, Beyonce dropping two new songs made my week so much better. The songs are fucking good. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's 16 Carriages. Great song. Not obsessed with yet. I am obsessed with Texas Hold'em. I was just that is a good song. She's a, she's a Texas girly. She's been. I know, but I also have just been thinking about so good. her at the Grammys when Taylor announced her album, being like, "Ha ha, bitches, you don't even know what's coming." Okay, I don't think it's fair to pit Beyonce and Taylor to do the comparison. Well, there's like, been oh, actually, too, there's been a lot of critiques been a on lot. TikTok yeah. of Taylor's decision to announce her album at the Grammys. There's been so a lot this- of critiques, and I think that the way that Beyonce announced her album was much better and much more the moment and much better received. Yes. Well, I had a Super Bowl party and one of the attendees was Ashley, friend of the pod. We talked a lot about 
Taylor Swift and her point was, and this is a lot of people on TikTok's point, is that it was rude for her to steal the moment of the Grammys to announce her new album, which led Ashley to saying also that she doesn't think that Taylor Swift is a well-adjusted individual. So then we were comparing people on a well-adjusted level. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we could say, Catalina, are you on a scale from Taylor adjustment are you more or less? Like, where do you fall in well, that level? I know this because, like, in graduate school, you meet these people who are, who I see as kind of a Taylor Swifter. They're, like, really good at things. They're really successful. And they alienate so many people because they do not know how to be well, how to engage socially in a way that is not perceived as offensive to others particularly in regards to like their success or drive for success and I recognize that as like a an aspect of being well adjusted or not where it's like do you have the social intelligence to realize that you are going to be negatively received when you do these things I also think Taylor Swift is kind of in this situation where at this point she can't do we said this last time she can't do anything right people are just going to be mad no matter what but I sort of disagreed with Ashley and like a little dis- like pushing back on your point too. She's so calculated, so everything that, you know what? I do think she's well-adjusted. Well, how I is that think- well-adjusted to you? That's Machiavellian. That's not being well-adjusted. That's being cunning. Calculating. Yeah. Cunning. Yeah. That's not being well-adjusted. That's still proving my point. That being well-adjusted, or maybe well-adjusted isn't the term that we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Well-adjusted on to what, you know? like But, like, socially aware on, comes no, to ex- mind. Those- so that's why I think that your reading of it makes her then more evil than our reading of it. Because mm. my reading of it is she's a little bit ignorant of how she is perceived or does things in such a way that are poorly perceived. You're saying that not only does she do those things, it's very strategic, which I think you might be right, but that's even worse in terms of like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't... You know what? I'm going off vibes here and I don't get the vibe that she's like... She's definitely not socially inept, right? She, She has these good friends around her. Her and Taylor, like, I don't think it's a PR couple thing. I think they're truly... In love. I was just about to say, who's Taylor? (laughs) His name's not Taylor, Dina. Sorry, Taylor and Travis. (laughs) You know what I meant. I don't give a shit about their relationship. I don't even want to opine. I don't care. Do do whatever. I want to talk about the funny things we saw on TikTok in those strains. So we've seen. What do we even begin with? It's just like such a plethora. I think we begin with the Beyonce one because we started, we got to Taylor from Beyonce. Yes. So... The Beyonce video is by at Alex on the mic. And it's a group of people listening to Beyonce for the first time. They paused the Super Bowl to listen to the song. And spoiler alert, they all love it. What's not to love? Dina, you never told me your thorn. Oh, okay. The thorn was the Jesus commercial. <laughs> that was also kind of a rose, though. Because 
sitting with a group of people, it's basically the commercial is a bunch of people washing each other's feet, mm-hmm. different types of pairs. It cuts to them. And so everyone's like, what the what the fuck could this be for? Ben got it. He knew it was for Jesus. Eventually, I was like, oh, yeah, I think you know why I knew? Because we went to that Jesus. Oh, Tierra Santa. A music. Yeah, Tierra Santa. And a lot of themes in Tierra Santa where Jesus washing feet, feet washing. Uh, and then it was funny because our friend Karen is also Jewish. Was like, oh, yeah, I didn't get it because like, obviously I didn't get it. Jews wouldn't get it, of course. But it was very crazy commercial mm-hmm. in my eyes. I did not see. I mean, I do. I, I wonder now because there was a lot of propaganda commercials. And mm-hmm. I wonder, has it always been that way? I just remember watching the Super Bowl and seeing like Doritos commercials, not like jesus commercials well, i don't know how timu temu how do you pronounce that temu it, the timu? the chinese chinese like, company app? they had they had like three or four spots during the super bowl so it's high as bitter know. out there right now which is really yeah and they we clearly do, like, are not filtering timu. so there's a lot of stuff no. um i that was my thorn truly uh, like too many timu i mean i watched so not little of it i would say so pretty much all I can tell you is what I watched waiting for the halftime show to begin. Then there were a few ads that I didn't watch. I didn't have my headphones in for them. So I guess my thorn would be the men speaking immediately prior to the halftime show. All of their voices were just not it for me. It was too much. All the announcer men, the sportscasters, and all of them were wearing these wild suits. But now... I realize that is actually something that I'm interested in. I saw this video by the Chiefs about mm-hmm. game the Chiefs day official outfits. account. Yeah. Yeah. And it's showing all the players walking up with their game day outfits. And that's such a like interesting aspect of football culture that I had not engaged with previously. So curious. I know you don't like me to mention him, but Travis, boyfriend of Taylor had a really good outfit too. It's not in this video that you selected from the Chiefs, but he always does these crazy outfits. And then apparently his brother just wears sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like topless. He took his shirt off in the last game. Are we a sports podcast now? Are we yeah, most we sport? Are. Um, We're most sport. Most football. Do you know who even won? Oh uh, Yeah, Taylor Swift's team. Yeah, <laughs> I looked it up. Um, and then also in terms of being most sport, I saw a piece, a piece, a video. A TikTok? A TikTok. <laughs> you turned on the program. I saw I saw a program by at Actually Autistic <laughs> Katie talking about the Nickelodeon Super Bowl. The Nickelodeon broadcast of the Super Bowl is the superior broadcast um, because Dora the Explorer just popped up to explain to me what illegal holding is. SpongeBob and Patrick are doing the commentary. DoodleBob just invaded the screen and wrote, go, go Niners. Giant robot plankton has just stormed the field. They have an entire fan section where people are dressed up like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. I just saw a bunch of people get slimed. They keep putting little hats, little animated hats on people. They showed Squidward uh, waiting in line for the bathroom. This could be very useful for me. 
I think you would love this. Ben and I have watched some of these broadcasts. I could only watch them for five minutes because it's too insane and silly for me. But they're so good. All the graphics, all the explanations geared toward kids. Like there was one game that Nickelodeon did. There was just slime everywhere. But it's still the actual game. It's not like the puppy bowl where you're just like watching puppies. It's the actual game just with these crazy graphics. Mm. Okay. I think I would like that because I would like the explanations. One mm-hmm. one funny piece of content that's coming out of the tick out of the TikTok, out of the Super Bowl is all of um the memes about Ice Spice being like like speaking to the the Kelsey brother and like him like explaining and another one there was a video of um some girl explaining something to to Ice Spice and it's basically like her explaining football to Ice Spice and I'm like I am Ice Spice in this box (laughs) yeah you are how'd I get here (laughs) what's going on wait before I forget I have to follow up on something we discussed last week which is the butcher (gasps) yes I went to the butcher for my Super Bowl party I make lasagna so it calls for one and a half pounds of lean ground beef and it also called for Italian sausage or ground veal Mm mm-hmm so I go to Whole Foods. Well, first I went to Costco. You're not getting, you have to buy like 90 pounds of meat in Costco. You went to the Costco in Brooklyn? No, no, no. It was in Long Island. We went to Costco. Oh, but okay. I decided too mu- it would be too much meat. So I went to the Whole Foods right by me to get the meat. And I had to talk to the butcher. Let me tell you, it was a really chaotic experience. There was a foreigner who asked me, she said, do you take a ticket is there a line? I said, no, honey, it's a free-for-all. There's no like, ticket? <laughs> there's no ticket taker. And like, you know, when there's a lot of people at a deli, like you're not lining up orderly. It's like, who's next? And you just kind of have to go, shout your yeah. way in. So I was like, there's, I guess, a line in quotes, but like, you know, it's a free-for-all. I got my order and I didn't have to wait too long. And then, so I say, want a pound and a half. The butcher goes, is this good? And I look at the thing. It's like 1.66. I go, no, like, can I have a little less? And then she takes less, and it's like 1.3. And I'm like, no. They always do that. I think that they tell them they have to do that, where you say you want a pound and a half, and they always do a little bit over, and they say, is this good in order to charge you more? Really? It's all, it all comes back to capitalism. No, but it's always that way. Like, when you get lunch meat, when you get whatever, they always do it, and it's slightly over, and you're like, okay. Normally I say okay, fine. but that was a lot over. That yeah. was a lot over. One point six. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, that's fine. It was like one point six six. If it was one point six, I don't know. It seems like a lot to me, but in retrospect, probably not. That point oh anyway. six really put you over the edge. <laughs> it really did. So, I had a, a overall good experience. I got my meat. My lasagna came out good. I'll be eating it for years to come because there's so much left over. But yeah, I interacted with the butcher, and it, it was fine. I'm proud of you. I would like to tell you my rose and thorn of the Super Bowl. Yes. My thorn was when someone told me there was going to be a magic trick. And so I got, (laughs) I first of all texted, I got insider information that there was going to be a magic trick during the Usher performance. I texted multiple people telling, I texted my mom. I texted all my friends in Columbus, all two of them. I texted Ivan. I trust this insider information. And I was like, guys, there's going to be a magic trick. I downloaded Paramount Plus. Magic. 
So someone needs to answer for the wrong insider information that I was provided with. First of all, it wasn't me, but we're not going to name names here. It was someone in close, close to the podcast to me. <laughs> yes. And I apologize for that, but I have no explanation. Perhaps it was an idea person. that was floated around. The other thing, it actually kind of enhanced my viewing experience because I was also You're told. waiting for well, it? No, I was also told which magician it was going to be. And so uh-huh. <laughs> as I'm watching the show and like Ludacris comes out, like Little Wayne. No, Lil John, Little Wayne. <laughs> Lil John comes out. And I'm just like, wait, this would be the weirdest decision like in terms of brand and image of this performance to then suddenly have this magician come out. (laughs) Actually, that's hysterical. (laughs) I was like, this would be so poorly received. So in the end, it was good. Glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Getting back to TikTok on this note, though, is when Jermaine Dupri came out. I thought he was CeeLo Green. I thought he was CeeLo Green on Ozempic. Oh, my God. Oh my god! I thought it was CeeLo Green on Ozempic, and then and I'm so glad because there were multiple TikToks I saw about people like laughing and just like that. Like, please tell me that's CeeLo Green. Like, he just that it's got to be him. So we all thought that it was crazy. (laughs) That was really good. So the speaking about the Usher performance, there were a lot of really good TikToks. Um, specifically like reactions and people watching. So one is at Queen Mo from Down 20, whose father is watching the performance and Ludacris comes out and he just loses it. I wanted to scream Luda so bad. I was in the Capital One lounge at the Dallas airport and I was like, Luda! (laughs) You should have. One of the greatest concerts I ever went to was the Ludacris concert freshman year of NYU. Where? It was a small venue. I was the perfect drunk, I remember. And like shockingly, I was like, I'll know like two of his songs. No, his Rolodex is deep and he puts on such a good show. Ugh, I'm so happy he was at the Super Bowl. I enjoyed Luda. Um, there was another <laughs> that was at Joe Brim. This was going to be my rose, was the mm-hmm. Usher on Roller Skates. So unexpected. This user just says, oh, this is why we saw Usher on a Tuesday night in December at the roller <laughs> rink. And it's a video of him just like randomly like skating with the plebeians also at a roller rink. It's so good, though, because it's like, obviously, he had to practice. Right. He had to practice, and he was putting in those hours at the roller rink. Yeah. Good for him. I enjoyed that portion of the performance. That was fun for me. And then we have at Harriet Potter, who gives a less than stellar review of everything. Alicia Keys, you did not hit that note. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Do you up on stage acting scary like you don't know that's Usher? If your husband don't want Usher to touch you, then you don't need to be on stage with Usher, baby. I don't know. Usher would have been better off bringing out the City Girls. I don't know. I think Sierra would have been a better performer than anybody he brought on stage tonight. All of them was out of breath. 
Jermaine Dupree looked like Dr. Evil, mini-me. I got scared as hell when he popped up on stage. Ludacris trying to wear his afro because Cat Williams just called him out about it. Baby, you not slick. Lil John did his big one. That was Atlanta. But but yeah, Usher, saying you turned the world to the A was a big was a big reach. You did not turn the world to the A tonight. You did not. You did not, babe. The only thing Atlanta about your performance was Lil John and when y'all was skating on stage for a little bit. Her coming out with that guitar solo, she looked cute, but I mean, what the fuck is Atlanta about that? Is she even from Atlanta? I don't know. That's y'all Super Bowl, uh, y'all Super Bowl, whatever the fuck y'all call that, y'all little football performance. Um, shit, at least it was free. I loved this take. I was enjoying the performance a lot. I would say I was texting a friend and I was like, I didn't, she was like, this, Usher barely even sang. I was like, I don't, for me, it was just the nostalgia of it all. Oh, I loved it. I it made me want to dance. It like I thought it was I thought it was great. I think that you just got right into it. The energy was perfect. 35-year-olds that was who the performance was for. Oh, can I tell you what my mom said? Did I already yes. tell you this? This was the text message that I received from my mother, which I was just <laughs> amazing. She says, "I thought the performance was kind of diluted because he had too many quote guests." And it got disjointed. But I didn't know Usher could rollerblade. It's <laughs> great. Now we know. I was like, the whole He's point. He's great on skates. The whole point is that these are people he collaborates with in songs. I also think it was kind of a response to the excess of the performance was also a response to the critiques of Rihanna's, Rihanna's Super Bowl performance, where people were like, she did so little. I also think it was very Vegas. Like, in the mm-hmm. beginning, he, like, it was very on theme. Yeah. He did a great job. I liked yeah. it. I enjoyed it. I had a grand old time. I also enjoyed the Rihanna performance last year. Your birthday twin. Are you saying Rihanna? That's how you're supposed to say her name. Is it? Yeah. It's Rihanna. According to Rihanna? It's Rihanna. Rihanna. I swear. Pronunciation. Yeah. Look. I'm texting this to you. Okay. Well, you know I have a special bond with... I I, I don't think I could say Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Rihanna. That's how you say her name. Okay. We were born on... Many videos. (laughs) Okay. On on the Ellen show, she clarifies pronunciation. I'm just going to send you a bunch of different resources. Okay. Well, and and I'll play a clip. I'll okay. play a clip. All right. I heard, is it Rihanna or Rihanna? Rihanna. I say Rihanna, but Rihanna is still okay. I don't know why everybody is insisting on calling you Rihanna <laughs> if your name is Rihanna. Because, uh, well, I think it's my accent that makes me say Rihanna. Uh-huh. Um, but, but that's what your name is then. It's like me being Ellen and people call you Elaine or something like that. <laughs> if that, you want us to call you Rihanna, we'll call you Rihanna from now on. Rihanna or Rih- Rihanna? But- no, no. It's Rihanna. your name. But you know me and Rihanna, we're kindred spirits. We are born on the same day. Same day, same, same year. year. Yeah. What do you think she's going to do for her birthday this year? Go to Applebee's with me. <laughs> what would you do? Can you imagine? If you were at the Applebee's in Times Square and you saw Rihanna. On a scale from one to ten, how much do you think Rihanna likes Applebee's? I don't even Probably know like if she six. knows about it. Oh, you think she knows about Applebee's? A hundred percent. Yes. Who does? Everyone knows about Applebee's. I think she would go 
but she wouldn't be happy about it. I think she would be slightly happy. I mean, you would know better than me because you are her birthday soul sister. Twin. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any more Super Bowl content? No, no I don't think so. I think so. we can finally move on. I'm <laughs> yes. actually very upset about your what you've decided to put in your algorithm segment. <laughs> we have already dedicated so much airtime to these creatures and we have to continue talking about them but this is what's in my algorithm it's also in yours so i do have to talk about it on this podcast because taylor swift is obviously in my algorithm and she's back on the eras tour she's in japan and also this video is very funny it's just someone screaming similar to like how i probably sound when i'm screaming at a concert so the user's at i i ya 2023 has yes, now we made talked it, about that last week. It's now in Spanish. So I've got <gasps> it's made it to Spain. No, not Spain, just like Spanish language. One was okay. one of the people was Colombian. I don't remember where the other one was from, but I've seen two videos now of people with their children doing the exact same trend, but in Spanish. And are they Spanish swear words? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They're That's really cute. good. And it's also cute because the kids are doing it in the same way where they're like whispering. It's so funny to see the mm-hmm. behaviors and how all of the children kind of react the same when they're when they're put in front of the mirror and asked to swear. So I love that. It's global. It's a global trend. I wonder if it's in other languages and I'm just not seeing it. Probably. Probably. What else is on your For You page this week? This is just a very short video, but it really, I really, I felt, it touched me, you know? I felt very, like, a kindred spirit with At Mm -hmm. by Emily Lynn. Call me whatever you want. Whatever you want. Can't call me un-American. I support our troops. Have you had Girl Scout cookies this season? I haven't even seen a, I was, I have not seen a Girl Scout this season. Well, I don't think I ever see Girl Scouts. I don't really remember the times that I've gotten them, how I get them. You just end up with them in my life. And do you also like this video, Feel American, when, when you I, eat Girl Scout cookies? I never thought about the fact that I was supporting my troops. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Um, I was just staying with a friend in Flagstaff before I went to Sedona for this bachelorette. And then I got snowed in because it was a blizzard. There were two feet of snow. So I stayed with them for two nights. And they had in their fridge some Girl Scout cookies that I was like, what was the decision-making process on purchasing these Girl Scout cookies? Were they like the off-brand They one, were the like real flavors, ones, but the... they were like the ones that no one wants. I need to look up the, the flavors. Like a lemon one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was exactly what mm-hmm. it was. I, and she yeah, was like, well, one. as you can see, I don't like them because they're still there. So the Girl Scout cookies, currently the flavors are 
Adventurefuls. I've never had those. I would definitely try those. Have you had these? Tell me what's in them. Indulgent brownie inspired cookies topped with caramel flavored creme with a hint of sea salt. Okay. I would eat that. That sounds good. That sounds really good. The, during the pandemic, one of my favorite activities was my friend Amanda got literally every flavor Girl Scout cookie, and there's two brands of them. So there's it's not true. just one. Yeah, so there's two distribution centers, and they're a little different. So tagalongs, there's two types. So we did a blind taste testing, and we rated all of them to see which we liked the best. And it was so fun. I want that to be my job, just a blind taste tester. Uh, I think that's an amazing activity. I need to do that activity because I knew the Caramel Delights and Samoas. I thought that it was, like, perceived as offensive that they're called Samoas. I didn't realize that it was, like, a – uh, distribution center thing but that does make a lot of sense i've never seen a peanut butter i've, I've only ever seen tagalongs i've never seen a peanut butter patty right they're two different co- girl scout cookie companies okay well these are the cookies i'm gonna do this quickly we got a gluten-free caramel chocolate chip mm, i'd eat it but no gluten-free i need the gluten caramel delights slash samoas were you sold them as a child as caramel delight or samoa samoa same i think it's regional um, those are for me a top a top contender for best cookie. Then we have Dosi Dos, also known as peanut butter sandwich, which I think are bad. Thumbs down. I like them. It's like if it's like a, it's like the Tootsie roll of Girl Scout cookies. Like if it's there and I'm desperate, I'll eat it, but I'm never gonna seek it out. Girl Scout s'mores. I've never heard of it. It looks delicious. It's new. Lo- love, love. You had them. I believe I had them. Yeah. I can't recall all the Girl Scout cookies I've eaten. Lemonades. But yeah. Savory, refreshing shortbread looks bad. Lemon Ups also looks bad. That was what was in my friend's fridge. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, not my fave. Tagalongs, the best. Great. I love Tagalongs. Thin Mints, also the best. You're not a big mint chocolate person. I'm not a big mint chocolate Mm, person, but but they're delicious. Toast Yay. French toast cookies. I would try those. Mm, Toffee Tasket. Fantastic. No, I don't like coffee flavored. Toffee, things. not coffee. Oh, <laughs> you think that the Girl Scouts the are selling coffee flavored cookies? Trefoils or trefoils? Those are bad. I mean, they're fine. I think I like those. They're shortbread. Yeah. They're fine. No, they're not bad. They're fine. Um, the top three for me are Samoa, Tagalong, Thin Mint. But these Girl Scout s'mores are, and these Adventurefuls are really intriguing me. Were you in the Girl Scouts? No, I wasn't allowed to be in the Girl Scouts because my oh, sister right. was briefly in the Girl Scouts and there was a party and there's a trampoline and someone broke their leg on the trampoline and there's a lawsuit. So I was not permitted to be in the Girl Scouts. You did tell that story once on the pod before. I'm mm. sorry, I forgot it, but I love to hear it a second time. It's a good story. <laughs> and I'm sure that our listeners who we've retained enjoy hearing <laughs> that as well. What Definitely. about you? Were you a Girl Scout? Jews don't really do Girl Scouts. Huh. I don't know if that's a universal thing, but, like, I don't think anyone I knew did Girl Scouts. It wasn't a thing. I think, also, I maybe think my Ashley parents, was a Girl Scout. Well, oh, and she's Jewish. Okay. Well, I don't know. But my parents, like, aren't into, like, camping and wilderness, so they were probably just, you know, stay clear. I don't think there's that much camping that goes on in Girl Scouts. I had a book that I was really into that was left over from when my sister was in Girl Scouts that I like religiously read and it was a lot of crafting but not as much I think it's more Boy Scouts which is the outdoorsman aspect yeah 
No, I played too many sports. I did too many activities. Girl Scouts would have just really put us over the edge. Mm. All right. Moving on. Okay, we're moving on to our food section. And guess what food item we're talking about again? Dun, dun, dun. Shrimp. Shrimp. (laughs) Multiple people sent us this video. I know. I was in the same. I think it was group chats that multiple group chats sent us this video, which was very funny to me. It's a video by Nushnan. I'm Dina. This is my first shrimp. And my goal is to eat 65 shrimps tonight. My name is Sophia. This is my first shrimp. And my goal is to eat 25 shrimps tonight. Hi, my name is V, And my goal is to eat 45 shrimps tonight. I'm Anushka. Um, this is my first shrimp, and my goal is to eat 40. Dina, it's after round two. How are we doing? I'm ready to curb stomp more shrimp skewers. Okay, Sophia? My calf is cramping, and now my head is cramping from the side of my calf. I had a bad set of coconut shrimp, and it gave me anxiety, but we're, we're, we up. Um, I'm doing fine. I'm ready for more shrimp also. <laughs> Sophia, 37 shrimp. Yeah. I'm V. I'm Anushka. I'm Dina. And, and this, this is our last shrimp. I love the comments of this video because all the comments are super supportive of this friend group and of this activity. And that's really good news for me. Like in the world, we need that positivity. I have two takeaways from this video. One is a point of feedback for these ladies which also this video is kind of similar to the 48 oysters and the lemon drops video <laughs> a um, little bit we have to discuss how many shrimp we can eat but one thing that i noticed was if you're getting these shrimps one of the girls ate these coconut shrimp that are breaded first of all i don't fuck with coconut shrimp i'll, I'll eat one but i'd prefer i, I just it. like like a regular one if i'm trying to eat my as many, as many shrimp, shrimp as, as possible. possible i'm not putting anything right. that's not shrimp in my body no breadcrumbs no breadcrumbs like that is not a good strategy it's a poor strategy poor strategy strategy (laughs) for competitive eating why would you do that so that was my first takeaway my second takeaway was actually more you where you said that Mm -hmm. yeah the red lobster in times square does not do the unlimited shrimp option no there are a lot of restrictions in new york city um, same with Applebee's when we go. I've been seeing all these commercials, $14.99, all you can eat. But when we go to the one in Times Square, that deal doesn't exist. So the deals are only for certain locations. So we got to go to the suburbs. Red Apple, uh, Red Apple, Red Applebee's. <laughs> Red Lobster and try this. Uh, maybe when you're in New York, we'll take a little trip to the well, suburbs. Well, I mean, I think Ivan and I, first of all, I don't oh. need to go to Applebee's twice this year. Second of all... No, no, Red Lobster to do oh, the shrimp. Oh, okay. Different. Well, when I've... I've never been to Red Lobster. Oh. Yeah. Well, I did famously for my birthday one year. When Ivan and I... <laughs> yeah, we should do this. We should do the shrimp. When Ivan and I go this weekend to Applebee's for our In Solidarity dining experience, um, I probably won't do the all-you-can-eat, but I'll let you know But let me know there. if it's an option. Yeah. Yes. Okay, thank you. Report back. Excellent. Excellent. Our last thing we must talk about, which I feel like people called us out for not talking about it last week because it's huge TikTok news, is UMG Music just, you know, took all their music away because they couldn't reach an agreement. So all these videos just didn't have sound. Mm -hmm. 
And you found this, Catalina, but it's an amazing video by Kristen Chenoweth who says, all right, I think they pulled the sound down, but I'm going to sing it so you can use it. Popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. The tone ways to flirt and flounce. Oh, I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix your hair. Everything that really counts to be popular. I was thinking while I was watching this video, is this still copyright infringement? It's not to sing the song. It's not copyright infringement. It's just their recording. Is the yeah. So there's. There's basically two sides to music. Like, so when I license music in movies or TV, you have to pay for both sides, a publishing side and I think the written side or whatever. So if it's a different recording, you only have to pay one side. For TikTok, the rules are different than film and TV. But yeah, it's not the actual recording. So you can just take it and run with it. Mm. Yeah, that's why all these singers can sing all the you know these versions of songs that exist but you still need permission like you know how when certain songs are interpolated or when certain songs are like if you did you i couldn't just as a famous musician i couldn't just like sing a celine dion song without paying celine dion royalties or getting her permission well you could sing it but you can't you can't profit you can't profit from it okay so you can sing a version so interesting sort of aspect of this would be in tiktok you are profiting so if a famous person were to sing a song like let's say christian chenoweth goes and sings celine dion's entire discography which i don't know whether it's umg or not but and on tiktok yeah i think they pull it down maybe yeah they might get a cease and desist yeah i think but there might not be like a whole but yeah tiktok is really introducing all these new legal cases that have not been Mm -hmm. addressed yet because law is constantly evolving when we find new things to discuss with in in this case in regards to copyright infringement and intellectual property yeah well youtube is really good at pulling down anything with music they're much uh, i think quicker about it than tiktok is Mm -hmm. because basically if i play a umg song that's you know published by them and I put it on my TikTok, are they going to find my TikTok and pull it down? Probably not so quick, but if they did, they absolutely could. Right, but I'm saying if a big person were to do a version of a copyright-protected song, not necessarily, I'm not even thinking anymore about, like, the UMG of it all. Just in general, If you, in general, if Taylor Swift sings a, I don't know why I keep saying Celine Dion, (laughs) Celine Dion song (laughs) on TikTok, she is not... She's she's profiting from it because the video is mm-hmm. rendering it's a profit, generating, right? It's generating exactly, yeah. income. So what is what are the like I don't legal know the parameters of that, Dina? I'll have to talk to my entertainment lawyer about it because it's a great question. Excellent. We'll find out soon. And we'll then know over shots of 151. Wait, I just want to return to the shrimp one more time because I feel like yeah. we... We didn't really put a button on that either. How mm. many shrimp, Dina, for you? Oh, 52. Yeah. What about for you? The thing is, I don't want to ruin shrimp for myself. So as soon as I it know, started to gross thing. me out, I would, I don't want to force myself to eat a certain, I would predict how many shrimp do I think I'm going to eat. How many right, skewers Right, not how many there? can you. 
I can eat a lot, yes. probably. I think, but how many do I want to? Probably not fifty. I could easily want to do like forty. Yeah, mm, yeah, thirty. To well, 40 I think thirty easily. I can eat without even thinking. Yeah, right. It also depends on the size of the shrimp. The red lobster shrimp just look like normal size shrimp. What's normal, Dina? How many inches? There is no normal. How many inches? Like, is it like a two prawn? inches? Two inches, like this? Yeah, two inches. Yeah. I haven't had any balloons pop up today. Oh, that's great. That's very sad. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. You turned something off on your on your Mac. Um, I turned I turned nothing off. Okay, two inch shrimp. Yeah, I could I could easily eat thirty of those. The question okay, is, at what I point would so. I be grossed out? I'd probably be grossed out at like twenty two, but then I could keep going. I know for a fact I would not be grossed out at twelve. I don't think twenty. Well, I think beyond twenty question mark space question mark also depends on like the seasoning is it you know exactly i just like my shrimp sort of bland cocktail (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's been a lovely i I look forward next time we talk you'll have we'll both have gone to applebee's that's really exciting stuff we both will have eat eight good in the neighborhood oh my god (laughs) i can't believe it i know well, well, thanks for listening and tune in next week if you want to hear about our Applebee's adventures because who wouldn't want to hear about that? Right? Rate, review, Bye. subscribe.